Hello, John Esprig Esquire here. I just wanted to drop in before the first episode, first couple episodes, and uh, apologize for some of the quality of these early episodes. Uh, the sound quality on the first three is especially bad. Uh, I'll, I'll take responsibility for that one. Um, but, uh, you know, we did remedy this with some new microphones for, you know, minute three onward. So, you know, we'll continue to find uh, new techniques, I'm sure, as we go to make it sound better and, you know, improve our, uh, our content overall. Uh, also, note this podcast is explicit. It starts getting risque almost immediately, so be warned. Uh, believe it or not, the opening credits, uh, they do lend themselves to content not fit for children and or many adults. So, there's that. I doubt all minutes will be explicit, but uh, you know, be warned. Uh, so that's about it. Again, the quality, sound quality, production values, and our spoken content should all get better after minute two and can imp- continue to improve as we go. So don't give up on us for at least a couple weeks. Then, you know, it's on us. Uh, please feel free to email us. Since the episode ends, I don't give any of this stuff out. It ends abruptly. I don't understand why, and I, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, anyway, please feel free to email us at Gmail. Uh, Bill and Ted Minute at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, we're Bill and Ted Min. Facebook, uh, we are Bill and Ted's Excellent Phone Booth. There's a group for us. Uh, rate us on iTunes if you have something nice to say. And with that, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. They do get better. Wild Stallions rule! Whenever time stands still and trouble moves too fast. Welcome to Bill and Ted's Excellent Minute, uh, the podcast where we we do what we break down Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's what we do, Excellent Adventure. We we noted last podcast it is an excellent adventure, one minute at a time. Excellence uh, in all caps. Excellence in all caps. I refuse to recognize all caps in there. And ampersands. Uh, I'm your host John S. Brig Esquire. I'm Rocky Theodore Logan. I am the royal ugly dude. Right. I know, we also don't recognize Rudiger on this podcast. And uh, in this minute, what happens? Uh, it starts with the lion. No, it does not. <laughs> it starts with a phallus coming out of a hole. <laughs> now, it does. It, yeah. Like, now it's not a piece of shit. It's a phallus. Come on, guys. We, we, we danced around it all last minute. It's hexagonal in shape, so it's kind of like my 10-year-old self didn't recognize it as that. But my forty-year-old self, like everything's a, everything's at. a phallus at yeah, this point, exactly. frankly. And everything's a hole that it's. We'll meet, into. We might meet Sigmund Freud later, and he might have it, something. It's to going say towards a different style hole, though. It left one hole, and it's going towards a now more circular hole. For right. one, the details immaculate. For two, it's mesmerizing. <laughs> Immaculate and mesmerizing. Do we get a thesaurus on this one? Yeah, it's... I, I could just sit here and watch this all day. The, yeah, did anyone bother look to... That. Look, yeah, actually, the Blu-ray looks really good. The Blu-ray like, does look... Yeah. It, it, it does... I, I mean, I, I wish that was my anus it was going into. 
this is the kind of thing like you can really touch up on Blu-ray. Like yeah. it, they went back and did all the like the Star Trek, all the. Although I kind of wish the other end was going in because that that's kind of a rough beginning. Yeah, that's a pretty big beginning. That's yes. a big opener. I mean, you you got to be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, you want to. Yeah, look, you, look how big it is as it came out, yeah. and now it's going in. Exactly. Yeah. You want it the other way, frankly. Yeah. Oh, you want <laughs> you want it the other I way. Like it. So okay. it starts with that, ends with the producer credit as the phallus comes closer to a lighted floor of some kind. The floor is lit. Um, in yeah. a circular hole-ish fashion. With yeah. a hole inside the hole. It kind of looks like a yeah. clock. Like, it's it's time for a phallus. There you go. Or it's time to go through time. Time, time to go through time. There you go. Oh, that's, that's deep. That's it's it's rocking my core. It, it harkens back to the the poets mentioned in yeah. the previous minute. Those poets we don't know anything they did or ever wrote. <laughs> or yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. I've never. Albatross. It, it always bugs me. Like and people like sitcoms are like, oh, that reminds me of a Robert Frost poem. To live is to die, and to die is to live. And uh, and, uh, and the, the road less like they fucking who memorizes poetry? I'm pretty sure this movie had. No poetry. I remember. I memorized one. Made. I used to memorize one line to seem smart of T. S. Eliot, The Wasteland. I'm April, waiting. April is the cruelest month. April is the cruelest. Month. Why is that? Well, is this girl he knew April or something? Or cruel. Dead flowers or something. Were about. I used to use it in college. Is it not a? Yeah. The Wasteland. No, it's, it's the. That's a Rolling Stones song. <laughs> February is the cruelest month. No, April is according to T. S. Eliot. I disagree. Well, I don't know. Was he English? Yeah, it, well, I've never been to England. When you had a fight in Flanders, April was the cruelest month. Fair enough. In, uh, in suburban Philadelphia, February is the cruelest month. I was born in February. Trust me, it's the cruelest fucking month. Oh, we have some notable credits this week. Uh, this week or this uh, minute, uh, Alex Winter gets a mention. Uh, Roy Forge Smith. I mean, is there a better production designer out there? <laughs> do, do you want to know anything about Roy Forge Smith? I uh, did Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I have a controversial opinion um, on all Monty Python. It sucks. I hate Monty Python. But as a in his role, as a production, oh, the production design was immaculate. There is correct. I don't find that so, controversial at all. I, I, I'm with you. I don't like Monty Python. Monty but Python the production loves. design is immaculate. <laughs> okay. The, They're one of the things I'll, everybody yes, loves. Give me the bad mouth. <laughs> Monty Python only one, but do not badmouth Roy Ford Smith. Like, I remember trying to think, well, you guys don't agree with me on this, but I I feel there are certain things that have been force-fed on across I know all of this. comedy. And I somewhat agree. That are force-fed for you to be funny. Hence, Steve Martin, Martin Short, for the most part, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. These things right. are people. Stop. All right. Martin Short. Have you ever seen Jiminy Glick? It's not funny. Jiminy Glick is amazing. Yeah. I love, he made a movie, too. Not just the, By the way, I cannot find that. T- if you have a pirated version of the Jiminy Glick show, please email me at billandtedminute at gmail.com. And have you ever seen... That was him dressing up in a fat suit. Arrested Development. Right? It was amazing. Arrested Development, Martin Short. He's Uncle Jack. Yeah. No, but Joe is funny in Arrested Development. Also very funny in BoJack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. he's good. BoJack's good. But However, yeah. we're talking about Martin Short here. He's not funny. He's not funny when he's playing an effeminate gay guy and Father of the Bride with Steve Martin. He's not funny in the most stupid movie that I did see in the theater. Well, I didn't see Bill and Ted. Interspace? I did see her. No, oh, I didn't see that too. But I did see The Three Amigos, which as a 10-year-old again, I thought was funny. And now it's unwatchable. It's not it's funny. Unfunny. No, it's it's not, funny. not funny. It's not funny. Uh, is it just me or do I hear a kind of jealousy? What, he's jealous of Martin Short? Yeah. No. Captain Ron? Not funny. 
He's in. Oh, he's the the dad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Captain. I mean, first of all, Captain Ron is your go-to. This sounds like he's like like can outact Martin Short. What about what about Ed Grimley? That's a good character. That's Ed Grimley's a good character. Martin Short. How about the other? Whoa, e- e- easy. All right, Ed Grimley is a Saturday Night Live character he did for years. I thought it was SCTV. Yeah, one of the Saturday worst Life. years of Saturday Night Live. At, like they're not they're not bad years. So they're horrible. It's they like got Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal and oh Eddie God. Murphy. Oh, no, no, for, wait. They were after Eddie Fernando. Murphy. They were after Eddie Murphy. Billy right. Crystal Fernando's good. No, it's not. Fernando. It's Gumby. a stereotype, too, first it's off. It's not after. It's before, if anything. It's it's the Piscopo era. Like soap, too. It's you probably like Soap as a show. You thought that was fun. So what, what era okay. is Saturday Night Live is good? 82, 83, maybe? No, there's really only one good era of Saturday Night Live. It, it, it's a mid-90s? Long, it's a long era. No, it's... <laughs> the answer's mid-90s. It, it's, it's after Martin Short and Billy Crystal and all them got fired... And they brought in Phil Hartman, who is, from, in my estimation, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's good. the best Santa Live character, the glue of the whole thing. And they had Lovitz, and they had them, and they had Neil and Dana Carvey, President Bush just died, but not going to do it, chopping broccoli. Sure. All good. That cast led into what did I consider to be my cast, the high school cast of Barley, Barley Sandler, Sandler, Spade. Norm MacDonald, also great. It took... A big step back for me, but it still had Will Ferrell after that. And they the, worst, bad, yeah. the worst, also, the other person that's not funny and it's amusing success is Jimmy Fallon, who ruined Saturday Night Live because he had a laugh in every stupid scene he was ever in and, and broke the whole wall. Scotty, down. put that smoke out, dude. Or smoke it. One of those two. Or both. But now we're dealing in Saturday Night, we're dealing in Saturday Night Live and how shitty it's basically been, except for that kind of seven or eight year period I found. It to be All right, right, let me ask you a deep: is is it because you were seventeen or whatever when those mid '90s shows are out, or is it because it was really better? Is it an age thing? Because I don't guess and no, but. Is it a Horatio Sands thing? Because <laughs> I don't get the jokes now. Like, I don't know who the pop singers are. Like, I don't get the jokes, right? Like, yeah, I don't even... I mean, I barely try to watch now because it's not... It hasn't been worth my while to watch in a long time. I've, I've come full circle on it. I, I watch again. And I find entertainment. Because I like some of the guys. Like, I like Sandberg. I like Bill Hader. You know they haven't been on the show in, like, five years. Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm saying I like those people. And like, they, and they, they were, funny, I never... They I didn't, weren't funny when they were on it Dude, either. Hot Rod is one of the greatest comedies ever made. That wasn't... A, Andy Sandberg can be funny on his own and Dick in a Box. I just watched his... I just watched the special the other night, the Christmas special. Again, I think, about, I think it is part of the age thing. And, that, like I said, that was my cast. Like, a lot of people hated the Sandler, Farley... The, and all that cast. People thought that was horrible shit, but to me, that was funny shit. No, nah, you don't get better than shit. David Spade Hollywood. And the whole dick in a box thing sounds like someone's trying to steal my Christmas gift idea. And it's also <laughs> a lot like this thing coming out of the hole as we get back to the minute we're rolling on a clip here. Well, no, we were on um, <clears throat> Fame Design Master, Ro- uh, Roy Smith. Uh, he did Holy Grail, and he's dead, by the way. Died in 2017. Also did... The famed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy in the 90s. I, I think there are only three. Say no more. Yes, yeah, say no more. One of them had Vanilla Ice in it. And he, did the, he designed Vanilla Ice's set. I mean, that brings you up a notch. Yeah, By the I way, agree. Great, I mean, Vanilla Ice peaked and then all of a sudden became a schlub. And Roy Ford Smith helped him refine his glory. I feel you. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever seen Vanilla, Smith li- uh, Vanilla Ice live. <laughs> Well, I don't know if people can see our hands off. My hand is up. My hand is not up. My hand is up. He played Reeds. He played Reeds as his metal band or whatever. Uh, 
he, I think he was with Naughty by Nature or Naughty by Nature played like two weeks later or something like that. It was a big time in Reed's history right there. You guys party at Reed's back in the day? Yeah, are you? Did you eight? Were you guys? Are oh, you guys were college kids? I was a townie. I didn't leave this town. Uh, I mean, Reed's was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was East Wing, West Wing. Yeah. What do you mean East Wing, West Wing? Was well, you mean? go back to the high school reunion. If you went down this side of the bar, it was the older kids, and that was the West Wing. You know, the tenth and eleventh graders, eleventh, twelfth graders. Oh, as compared as, as compared to you, you. okay. Okay, right. we were like the East Wing on the other side as the freshmen yeah. and all that stuff. What is Reed's now? Nothing. Reed's is yeah. Vacant yeah Reed's, is, Reed's is a vacant lot. Yeah. Is it really? It's a nice yeah. spot. I gotta Jay Reed, if we want to cut his name or not, runs the Trap Tower now. Which okay, is let's cut. Let's cut his name. The guy I never heard of, and no one over here. Yeah, let's cut his name. Well, <laughs> all right, Alex Winter. Uh, my theory: why he's never been a Gutenberg level star, curly hair. Although Gutenberg has curly hair, but Bill's is worse. And you, I don't think you can be a superstar with that kind of curly blonde hair. Like, is that a superstar look? Oh, no. Again, we, we, we talked about this briefly. Brainstorm or Curly Blonde? I don't even know who's Bill and Ted still at this point. But he's he, he's Bill? He might be Bill. Yes. He might be. Well, I'm not going to spoil any future minutes, ladies and gentlemen, but he might be Bill. And I agree with some... some yeah, Ted was the star. Bill is the star. Of the, I'd say Bill's the star of the movie. I'd say Bill's... I think it's Ted. I think Bill's the star of the movie. I think Ted is the tag-along. Yeah, Ted is the tag-along. Ted only Ted's steps... The, in, Ted, Ted's the guy you look at. Huh? And yeah, Bill tries to talk a lot, but Ted only steps right. up when there are ladies around. So serious question: How many times did you beat off to Ted? Yeah, well, I mean, as Ted, zero. As Neo, <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. As Neo, <laughs> I mean, and, and to this day, as John Wick, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I always had, I always had it on record back in our poker days that uh, the three men I would bang is Brad Pitt, Chase Utley, and Neo. If the Matrix was real. And that is still true. Uh, besides might, all the regular guys you bang. Besides the grinder regs. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the so guys. Are things, are things gonna get Chase weird? Utley, though, needs to adjust for men. I, no, no, no. I don't like his uh, silver look. I, I'm waiting for my silver. He's also not a good player and needs to retire. He did retire. Are he's done? Yeah. What the fuck? Where's my Facebook feed when I need it, man? Wait, don't you remember when he was here? No, but he played. He was on the team. He was on the Dodgers not last year, and they came. Here. Not this year. This past, he just retired. We are now in. This is a post Utley era. We're in the Christmas season. This is December 2018. Whoa, 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 whoa! Chase Utley retired at the end of the World Series in 2018. That was his. Oh, okay, all right. That makes sense that I wouldn't know that because I haven't been following. But he that. just. Like came back to Philly. Once the Rockbusters are eliminated from the playoffs, <laughs> maybe late July. So late July, that means yeah. like late April. I mean, yeah. and but in any case, yeah, Chase came back. There was a big send off for him. There's Chase Utley Day coming up this year, as well as Jimmy Rollins and and Ryan Howard. You guys want to go to Chase Utley Day? Let's book that on the calendar. Oh, it's already. Right? You gotta like buy season tickets and. Get I got like, lube. I told you. <laughs> Do you have problems with your dad? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I posted that up to the board, and Scott thought I wrote it. Uh, we all, I, nobody watched Sunny at that point. We all thought you wrote it. Bunch of losers, really? That was like Sunny season four, man. Yeah, I, I sent a bunch of letters out to major league ball players with that <laughs> uh, We got some other credits. Uh, Robert Barron, Lincoln. We'll talk about these people when they but come we're up. done with like Alex. Yeah, we're done with Alex for now. He, not he, even the Lost Boys. We're not even going to mention that he was in the Lost Boys, which is a bigger thing than than Keanu had probably done up to this point. 
It is a bigger thing that can't. We want to, yeah, yeah. We'll we go over this full MDB later, but yeah, it was a bigger thing than Babes in Toyland for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> and, but I seriously, I watched the Lost Boys the other day. He has like two lines. It's like, come with but us. He's the like, Lost Boy. He's one of the Lost Boys. He's a vampire. That's true. Uh, Kiefer gets most of the vampire. None of the vampires oh. really talk. Yeah, Kiefer, it's Kiefer. Robert Patrick is the main other guy. Both no. Corys are in that movie. Yeah, it's the Corys. Corys are like younger than the vampire guy. Is this the one where they get banged by Charlie Sheen or no? Charlie Sheen is not in the movie. Where did they get banged by Cor- That was the whole thing that the other Corey that's still alive said that the Charlie Sheen raped the Corey that's dead. Corey Haim is dead. Yeah, on the set of the movie. On the know? set of that movie. Before, Not Char- that movie. It was a movie. Are they in a movie together? Yeah, and it was like some initiation thing back in Hollywood in the day. Really? Was, you remember when Corey, not him, Feldman, Feldman, Corey Feldman was running yeah. around saying, and he was going to expose the whole ring and all this sure. stuff. Yeah, his big thing was that Charlie Sheen. Great. He name dropped. Yeah, do we have to cut this whole no, thing? No, absolutely not. We're Me Too people. Yeah, this was the whole thing that he like named that like Charlie Sheen. Forced Corey Haim, which he then blamed Charlie Sheen for Corey Haim becoming a drug addicted fiend. And yeah, that would speed, do it. And yeah. died of the speedball yeah. outside of the Viper Room in LA. Well, I think Johnny Depp may have been there too. Is River Phoenix there as well? <laughs> By the way, I, I, I mean, no, River Phoenix died that night. I mean, it wasn't Corey Haim that died that time. But basically, basically I said, Hollywood is a cesspool. Avoid it. No, film, people, your, film in New York. <laughs> film in New York. It's yeah, a, yeah, so I don't know how we got there. But yeah, that's yeah, that was the Lost Boys. And Kiefer was involved in all of this stuff. Because Kiefer was also <coughs> Stand By Me with Feldman. Robert Petrick, who I can't remember his other credits, but he's the main... Was he the Terminator too? No, that's a different guy. I know who that is. That's his name's Patrick something Patrick. But yeah, both Corey's are in about. And by the way, like I remember Corey was like, oh yeah, he's a good looking. He's not even that cute. Like from you wouldn't you wouldn't have done him a ten year old. Well, he's like fifteen or sixteen in the movie. He's probably, no way. He's probably eighteen in that movie. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, both Corey's are in it. Corey Feldman. Actually, yeah, he's pretty good. Did you ever see the Burbs, dude? Corey, Corey Feldman's a special. I love film. the Burbs. That's a uh, yeah. There's a Burbs Minute, ladies and gentlemen, and I recommend it. Uh, they, what? That's yeah. trying to get on their podcast. They're local. <laughs> they're, they're in, like, Jersey, man, or something like that. They do. Um, they moved to uh, Jay and Silent Bob Minute. It's a pretty good show. And so they did. Wait, Clark's, they're in Jersey and they do a Jay and Silent Bob Minute? Now they're doing oh, more. Oh, they're in Red Bank? They're, did they go do it? Did they film it at the I think they're South movie? Jersey guys because one of the guys was from. Red Bank Central Jersey. I mean, that's like. Yeah, but like, the guys who do the podcasts are South Jersey. They're doing. Uh, the one guy said he's from Kensington. I'm pretty sure they live in the South Kensington. Jersey. Kensington? Yeah, South Jersey. He so. to be from Kensington? It comes up on the show very frequently. Uh, other credits we have um, Napoleon, Terry, something, Cam. Thanks to Corey Feldman are investigating an alleged Hollywood pedophile ring that the formal child actor has been talking about for years. The only one he named was Sheen, of course. Then raped a 13-year-old Hane on the set of Lucas in 86. So he was only like 12 years old and like lost boys then. 13 or Alright, we're recording again. Oh, we'll be back up. Did we get all that? I, I, whatever I said, my, when I screw me up blank, it's when it stops. Oh, so. so we did got all that Charlie Sheen raping Corey Hame and your ice going in? I think so. Can you give me an ice cube? Word. Still going. Um, my wife, my two left. I just need one. Yeah, so when my wife contacted me, because she told my dad we were recording and I, I uh, podcast and my dad was looking for it. We got live tonight. Sure. But he couldn't find it. Hey, if he wants to pay the Patreon, $20 a month. Yeah, this is not a free podcast. <laughs> you want to hear what we have to say, you got to pay. Uh, so one thing we've yet to talk about is Big Pink. 
and the soundtrack for this. Incredible. I was going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Big Pig is this opening, is a, a song, it's a, uh, it's a band. I believe the song is I Can't Break Away. I Can't Break Away! Right, and it was a pretty, uh, it was a big hit for Big Pig. It came off of their third album, and it went to number one in New Zealand with a top ten appearance in Canada, and it cracked Billboard's top 60 here. Uh, really? It's a pretty horrible song, as <laughs> most of this soundtrack is. It is the 80s. It's the end of the 80s, and there's there some good It 80s. sounds like it's smack 80s, though. Like, there's synthy garbage. Look, there's some good synthy stuff, but this is this is, this is is straight garbage. Even the Wild Stallions, like, I don't know how they would have ever considered it been a great band. But anyway, They'd be a great band if they got Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Yeah. Can we be honest here, folks? We, all right, we'll get to that at some point. We've, we've talked about some overrated kind of comedic acts. Now, we've just mentioned one of the most overrated musical acts of all time, either. What, Van Halen? Yes. Panama's amazing. Whatever. He's a technically a great guitarist. Who cares? I don't know about technically, but I know that Panama is, gets me rocking. Yeah, okay. Hot for teacher. That's okay. a good jam. That's a good jam. Oh, so it's John. I don't really care about the jam. The video's great. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Or the scene from um, Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues. That's yeah. the only thing I like Hot for teacher for is the scene from Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. Varsity Blues is a great movie. We should do a minute by minute on that one. But in Cue any case, Big Pig, Australian. Like I said, number one in New Zealand, and it made something on the native charts. The native charts in Australia. I'd love to see the historical records of what's number one in New Zealand. Is it, how different is it from the what's diff, what's number one in the United States? What's different number one in well, England? Well, Big Pig went number one in New Zealand, and they couldn't crack the top sixty here. I'm curious about the name. I mean, <laughs> Big, Big Pig. Yeah. Where do you think you're going with a name like that? Maybe they're looking you, to be Hogger. You're going to the top. And win the Hogger yeah. Award. You're going to the top is where you're going. <laughs> you, you got some competition, motherfuckers. Uh, other credits, uh, Clifford yeah. David, Beethoven. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. The you're irony, not done with Big Pig. The pay. irony of irony is this song is about freedom fighting, or freedom. It's about freedom and fighting against your destiny. Do you have any lyrics? Uh, not, I do not, but I think... So the destiny is Sing this it. big, giant orb of shit. No, but the movie is all about fulfilling your destiny, but the opening title track is about fighting against destiny. It's a dichotomy that really people... I guess they, they yeah, but they can't about. break away. They can't break away in the song. I don't remember the lyrics. They're trying to, but yeah, they're... I, they're, oh, I she can't break re- away from my death, but they're trying to fight against that. They're trying to fight for their own freedom. But Bill and Ted are not fighting. Death. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're embracing. They're, trying, they're embracing and trying to fulfill their They're destiny. loving their destiny. Yeah. Maybe they're That's, saying these guys that are naming themselves Pig... Or a bunch of jackasses. Or maybe they couldn't get any good songs for their soundtrack, and they had to go to like whoever David Newman scored it. He oh, scored. Yeah, I mean, he's the, I don't well, want. I don't want to name names, but you know, he's sort of. And he's side. not. He's not related to Randy Newman. No. Uh, I think it's spelled differently. Yeah. Um. But yeah, notably, uh, 1986, he did move, the score for the movie Critters, which yeah, will... I'm, I'm not surprised. Which Critters. will eventually come up. Wow, they must work together a couple times here. It might have happened. Uh, my favorite David Newman... Now, I don't know about David Newman scores. I'm not a score guy. My favorite David Newman movies are uh, The Freshman. You ever seen that? Marlon Brando. I love it. Yeah, it's great. A Kimono Dragon. Who is the young... Is it more Matthew Broderick? Friday. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. After Ferris and after he killed that person in Ireland. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Where does that rank versus uh, Project X? Well, Project X isn't that early. It's not, what the fuck's Project X? Is, that, is Project X is that the name of the movie? Is that there? When, is that the game when he plays the game? No, it's War like, Games. It's no. War Games. Yeah. What's Project X? That's when he rescues the monkeys. 
Oh, there was a monkey. He rescues monkeys. The lab monkeys. Oh, Never come seen. on. Don't I'm act not... like you didn't see it. Add it to the list of movies I need to download. All right. Yeah. Uh, he did Bogus, um, 91. He did The Sandlot. Amazing movie. I mean, Sandlot's a great. That's a great really? Everybody loves the score to The Sandlot. Uh, I mean, I remember the score. <laughs> I mean, you're killing me smalls. I mean. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, by the way, he did. He has 110 IMDb credits. So he, he did more did, than that. He did Frankenweenie. That's yeah. true. I didn't think I saw that on there, and I didn't think that ever anybody ever mentioned. Yeah, Frank and Weenie. So I think we did it. It's good, but it's like he worked with Tim Burton before, after Tim Burton, or before Tim Burton was. Tim That's Burton. a Tim Burton movie. I don't even know. Yeah, it's Tim Burton's first thing when he like one of the lead, Tim Burton worked for Disney, but apparently he's a little too dark for Disney. You think? Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like what we're saying is he mailed it in for this movie. Yeah. He probably yeah. I think yeah. Well, unless he did the the music score, unless he did the original, but. Frankenweenie was then redone relatively recently by Tim Burton. I don't think I don't know if he had Newman involved with that one, but that was his first thing. His first kind of Tim Burton. Frankenweenie minute coming next week. Uh, Tommy Boy, Galaxy Quest, a couple of good ones. Both great. Yeah. Again, the score. I have no idea what the score was. This is a forgettable pick. I, well, I think they gave him like five grand and said, go buy his, the cheapest and music he, you can get. He helped us on Critters, so come with Lackable. Yeah, you're a Critter guy. Have you seen Critters? We can't really. You, we don't have much money to get somebody that's actually like, we can't get Randy Newman, so we'll get you to come to Critters him. will be a Patreon episode. I think Randy Newman's probably busy with Major League at this point. Yeah, so they said David Newman. <laughs> Come give us something. We'll do uh, higher, Major higher, League, by the way, a close close the on the band. list of minute by minutes that I would love to do. Yeah. Uh, it was my one of my Major League. Was, yeah, he did the Tioga River rolling yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, he did that song. Uh, one of my the most watched movies in the history of my life. Major, Major League? League. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, 100%. I watched uh, it a week ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> with yeah. the kids. Did, yeah, with the, with, the, with the kids. And you went through the whole trilogy, right? You got the Scott Bakula back to the minors? No, we didn't go through the whole trilogy. Just number one. Number two, I, number one is, is number, it's Major League. Yeah. I can't deal with the catcher, that overthrow. I, I, give me Major League. Give me Willie Mays Hayes. Give me Pedro Serrano. Mm, Who's Taylor. it? Taylor, yeah. So it, what, you're going to tell me Omar Epps isn't your wizard, Willie Mays. Is it Omar Epps? <laughs> no, in, in Omar the, Epps. He's in the second one. Wesley Snipes, motherfucker. Wesley Snipes is in both, isn't he? No. Omar Epps is in this. Is it Omar Epps? Omar Epps doesn't burst on the scene until the program. Two. The he, program. He's the running back in the program? He's, he's the running back in the program. He's Wesley Snipes, and he's, he's Willie Mays is in number two. Let's move on. I'm going to check this. So I'm yeah, sure that's... all black people look the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in. All right. Um... Yeah, Al DeLong, Al Leong is Genghis Khan. We'll get into him. He's interesting. Uh, Roy, Rod Lumis, Thor, Dancer, Billy the Kid. Inter- we'll get to him. Socrates, Jane Weedlin, Bernie Casey. Credit George Carlin as. Is that how you pronounce it? What Bernie Casey? No, Socrates. Soccer. I thought it was soccer. I mean, I've watched the movie. It's called His Name Is Socrates. End of story. Done. Um. George Carlin as Rufus Credit, by the way. That's this minute, and you debated me earlier. You said it was with George. What did you say it was? Oh, my gosh. You are right. Yeah, he's in the second movie, Omar Epps. It huh? is Omar Epps. Yeah. They, well, 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 yeah. Wesley Snipes was big at that point. Oh, yeah. He was. he was like, I'm not coming back for no sequel. I got Passenger 57 or whatever. Dennis Haysburg, President Palmer, and the State Farm guy, he came back. Yes, he did. Serrano, yeah. yeah. And they brought like the Japanese guy in who was like, you got no balls or whatever. Um, Wesley held... The, somehow Tom Berenger came back too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Was he? Was it? Did he do a stint on Cheers? 
He was Rebecca's. He married Rebecca in <laughs> Cheers. Absolutely. I'm watching Frasier, and they wrap that up like uh, I think they got divorced in like the based on Frasier's con- like, conversation when, when with Sam and them came. Yeah, that Sam. Was great. Just great. Sam came. Well, Diane came, then Sam came, then Woody came. Yeah, Woody came once. And I'm not. I'm. I'm like season five. And Woody. Woody Harrelson was already pretty big when he came yeah. back and did that. And they don't even pretend to give him a pretense for being there. Just like, hey, I'm in Seattle for a week. Why would Woody be in Seattle for a week? Like, there's no reason. Anyway, they don't. We'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to Woody Harrelson's career on <laughs> in Cheers and Frasier later. Um, it's George. It's it's George Carlin as Rufus. You said and George Carlin earlier, and I'm pretty sure it's as Rufus. I wrote it down. So there you go. And all. Wait. But, George Carlin, most famously known as, of course, Mr. Conductor from Thomas and Duncan. And George Carlin as Rufus. He gets the and. He gets an and and an as. But as Rufus. There is an as, but and is the the thing you want. You get an and and an as. When you're the last, you want the and. Okay. Or starring. As helps. Right. Well, let's talk about that for a second. This and George Carlin as Rufus. Carlin... This is his, like, kind of reintroduction to the scene, right? Like, this is his movie kind of, like, wh- where was Carlin in the 80s? Stand up. Yeah, right. Probably kind of past his prime, though. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. He was a 70s guy, like, you know, and he was, he was yeah. the, like, you know, like, I think this was, like, his kind of, this led into Thomas. I mean, or was he doing Thomas yet? Nah, Thomas is... Thomas, was yeah, Thomas starts earlier than you think. But this is kind of, like... Tell me uh, what I think, all right? You think Thomas is probably, like, 2000. I would think it's the late 90s. I remember seeing it on TV. And he did it before it was even Thomas. I'm looking at Carlin real quick. He did like a Welcome Back Cotter episode, the movie Car Wash, and like nothing else until this movie. Yeah. And then when when did Thomas start? Shining Time Station TV series would be 1991. Yeah. Yeah, I did not think it was that early. He was in Prince of Tides. I don't remember in Prince of Tides. He's not in many. Like he's not in many movies. I do remember a short-lived sitcom. Yeah, where it was like I a was cab driver. It short, maybe it was a short show. It had. If you go back and see that show, the character actors have popped. They're all working actors you've seen in many things for a long time, especially the fat guy with the curly hair and the mustache. Were that like recycled '90s sitcom guys and movie? Like they pop up and stuff and all of them all the time. Time. Do you recognize Bernie Casey from anything? He's the teacher. You know him. For the teacher in this movie. Yeah. Movie we're supposed to be talking about? Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, the only thing I would guess is the movie. He's also an African American. Was he the African American teacher in Vision Quest as well? You would know. I this <laughs> my vision my vision. I know that Matthew Medine is in the movie. Is. I don't think he is. But they were. I know two, that Matthew Medine's in the movie, and I know it's about wrestling. And Madonna's and, uh, in Vision Quest too. Is she? That's my other podcast I'm doing. People is the Vision Quest minute by minute. And <laughs> wrestling movie, great. Uh, well, let's do the Steve Carell one instead. Um, uh, other credits: Larry ba- Larry Bach, editor. Foxcatcher. He was on. My, Cri- my, my neighbor wrestled for Foxcatcher. He was on Critters. Sarah Silverman show I loved. Uh, Patrick Rand did a Baby Einstein video in 2007. You got that one. Either of you guys. Are these the, the people from the George Carlin show? No, they're no. These are uh, producers on this movie. Jill O'Hannison did the costumes. Scotty, I know you love the costumes. Now there's nobody from this movie that like you got three people from this movie. She did right? troll. She uh, was Napoleon eating everybody any in this movie. We'll get to Napoleon when he comes up. Uh, Jill O'Hannison didn't do critters, but she did troll. Nineteen eighty-six. Genghis Khan did a lot of movies. He's a stuntman famous. He's in Batman. Yeah, he's, he's a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah. Was he in um, Lethal Weapon? No. He's in Die Hard. 
He's in tons of movies. Well, they needed the same. They recycled a lot of the Asian. Yeah, but he's an Asian dude who is a stuntman yeah. who's can say a few words here and there. Timothy Sunstrand did cinematography. Critters, Critters alum. He's doing Silicon Valley, Teen Wolf, blah blah blah. Stephen Douche. Hey, he was on the screen. Bogus body of evidence. Speaking of Madonna. I believe she's naked in that and gets candle wax burned on her bare chest. That was a spankable basic instinct ripoff in the mid nineties. And just to go back to Alex Winter, I was surprised that he had a whole career, really. He didn't have to do anything else besides act in his life or produce and direct like he had a career in Hollywood and such and such. Yeah, he did, he did, recently did a dark web documentary. He's did uh, he's doing a He's made he's made more Bitcoin money than one. I've made in my life being doing this and other stuff. Absolutely and like I remember like when I pitched this idea like, oh Alex Winter, what's he up to? Nothing. Like yeah, and, like you'd yeah. be surprised at me these Hollywood people, they're smart, they get behind the camera because they know unless you're you look like Keanu <laughs> or Gutenberg, as it were, <laughs> you got nothing. They have well, a short scene to make it somehow, too. But, well, I mean, yeah. When you're home like him. And what about, all right, Martin Short, how about the synchronized swimming bit? That's not good. Funny. No, again, that's not no, funny. That's not funny. It's not funny. Oh, my God, dude. That held up over, that's like 30 years old. Stephen Douche, all right, Ted Field. Nah, Brent, we're done with these people. There's, there's only two more left. All right, those two right there. Those guys that are on the screen. Nobody. Uh, Ted, dude, Ted Field, you fucking talk shit. 94 IMDb credits, Revenge of the Nerds, Kazam, Shaquille O'Neal feature. He was because he did Kazam. He was producing. He started on the Nerd series. Producing the Nerd series are intertwined with these people too. Speaking of the Robert W. Court and the Revenge of the Nerds, who do you think produced Revenge of the Nerds? Two Nerds in Paradise. Was that one of our people from this? That was Robert W. Court, ladies and gentlemen. Robert. And wasn't one of our writers a writer on the on the Revenge of the Two Nerds Paradise? We'll get to the writers that haven't been credited yet. We don't know. Yeah, we'll find that in the next episode, which is coming up shortly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's about does it for this episode. Uh. 